Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Bomb Squad podcast. I am your host of the most, Jerry Lou, and with me, as always, is Matt Smitty Smith. It's been a little bit of a break, folks, but how we doing, Matty boy? I'm doing very, very well, sir. Good to be back. Uh, we we missed last week. Apologize to our, our listeners. Uh, but yeah, good to be back in the saddle. A little bit to catch up on, and uh, it appears that golf season is very, very very soon to be up here so oh getting, I'm, getting a little getting a little antsy i was just to, ooh, careful that's the code word me and the wife use antsy so let's try not to use that again on this show getting a, just li- for my, getting just a for- little uh yeah okay i'll leave oh, no you work on it i'm just saying don't do that again um okay. well i do have a question for you regarding your uh golf actually I, like i said we're trying to keep things less personal up front but i do want to know your golf situation but um yeah you played some golf recently huh Yep, took the week off just to lay low, kind of recharge um, the mental, physical batteries, and uh, didn't have much to do. Ended up being a very, very good week. Some good warmth. Uh, there's no more snow. Uh, a, a driving range I had never been to, about half an hour away. Great facility, would recommend, called Woodstock Meadows. And if anyone's in the uh, 401, 403 corridor, nice big range. Uh, you could hit mats if you want, uh, turf if you wanted to, a little short game area, everything you want this time of year. So went down there, hit a bucket, uh, and then ended up playing golf on Saturday, kind of uh, on a whim, Friday night. Made plans to play golf, went out, played pretty well. I was happy with my game. Tell, tell me, tell everyone exactly what you told me, because I just thought to myself, I'm not going to ask him any more questions. That sounded pretty stellar. What, how how'd your score go? I shot one over. Like I've birdied three of my last four. Like I had it going for a bit. Yeah. A couple sloppy doubles, which to be expected this time of year, like you hit one offline two two drivers in the water, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I can relate to that. But I mean, didn't you say, well, how was your closing stretch? You said you birdied like three last four holes or some shit. Yeah. Birdie par five, par three, par five. And then uh yeah made a par coming in so birdie three in a row got my turkey out of the way early i think that's a stat they keep on tour how many turkeys um so that's, i think we, I'm, we call that I, well i call that the jack nicholas because he was a big fan of if you're gonna have a bad hole have it be your first hole and i and i tend to be one of those guys like i told my golfer the other day or my golfer today uh that i was caddying for i said uh i guess i'm a grinder and i don't realize it because honestly i'll start my round double bogey double bogey and then i'll just par the rest of the round in and it just said i won't even realize it it's just kind of like oh it's just cruise control so. yeah like it to be honest it, it's so early in the year like i said i've done one range session i've played 18 holes of golf i was driving the ball like garbage like really couldn't find the map um which is usually a strength of my game. Uh, wedges were still tight, which I like. Short game was great. Greens were rolling really well, which, you know, Canada first round of the year, you think they'd be a little bit slower, but they were really what's, nice. What's your average stimp coming out of the off season there? Oh, average stimp, like, like beyond, this, beyond, this time of year? Speculation, yeah. Okay, let, let me put it this way. My club, this, the Elks Club, despite it being like very rinky-dink and, and, and a cow pasture or whatever, when we get those greens rolling, they can get up to a seven, you know, maybe yeah. seven. Half, which is respectable, but they're typically got like a four or five, like most of the other muni dog tracks around here. The golf resort I work at, they average nine on the stint meter, which mm-hmm. it's like a Richter scale. We, I, I, we, we don't tell people enough where it's just like, it starts to really crank up. You don't understand how it's like the difference between a nine and a 10 is not the difference between an eight and a nine. We yeah. average around my uh, campus and uh, that seems to be fast enough. 
that seems to be like average to a little faster than average, especially mm-hmm. Hawaii. Abandoned trails, dog. We had an NCAA tournament here a couple a uh, couple weeks ago. Those greens have been running at like an eleven or a twelve since then. They have been, mwah, they have never been this way ever. Well, so, yeah, and trails that time of year, like this time of year, they they usually struggle a bit, right? Just in the woods and other things. It, it, uh, you're correct, and I know why you're asking. It's because of like yeah, in the woods, <clears throat> temperature differences, wind difference changes, or whatever. Or whatever we've had really we haven't had too much rain uh this uh, off season it's uh it's been uh pretty windy the wind has literally been blowing every day but every a different direction every day it's been north south north south every day so every golfer who comes to the resort is getting a different feel yeah like it, i like that too because i i don't find too many courses out there and i'll have to think about this and, and and answer the question later in terms of what course and what wind have are the perfect marriages there's a couple but ultimately it's fun having a little bit of everything if you're going to have mm-hmm. wind, you may as well have both so um that being said um um yes yeah, i'm sorry I yeah so up. so so our greens here i i would say this time of year if if you had a seven or seven and a half you'd be happy like the, those would be good for this time of year um probably lower though like you usually start off in the sixes the sevens they're they're because there's not a lot of growth so they're not cutting them right they're basically just rolling them um and they're soft um but i would say they were probably about eight eight and a half on saturday like there was rollout and i was i was impressed so well that's awesome and, and sorry i just wrote this down before i forget i got off work a little early today so i've uh, had a couple drinky poos because you wanted to record now um i just had a vodka on ice it was a smeared off vodka on an ice ball i mean mm-hmm. I, I think i might have a new weapon of choice i was afraid it was gonna be rough but it's nice but uh we have a ton of new listeners recently that have joined the show i haven't seen the numbers i just know they're new listeners because and i can't name all the names because there's literally dozens of them because a lot of these people that have just been in the foursomes i've been working for they're just into new golf podcasts. They're just into like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever's cool. So, I mean, sorry, I can't shout out all the names because I can't think of God, a- any of them. I mean, it, it all blends together guys. I'm sorry. This is why I was balking at doing the loudest looper podcast. Cause it's like, I don't remember Jack squat. Cause it's all just like one day after it's like, we're going to the post office. Okay. It's just like yesterday's mail and today's mail looks the same. I mean, really, if I want to create a, like a crappy analogy for my job, it's like being like a postal worker at worst. So we have a ton of new listeners. You guys are rocking, kicking ass. Really appreciate it. Ty, if you're listening, please text me the uh, listener numbers. I know I never asked for this, but I really would like to know. Um, one, but, one thing uh, I will give you a shout out for. I did notice. Um, what? 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 I, I did notice your uh, like your loops kind of tweeting you and you tweeting back. Like, I, I like that. It's like, hey, look at our day today out on so-and-so with Jerry Lou. I like that. I think well, that's cool. You know what? And we'll, we'll, we'll get to golf news in a second because we got a lot to blitz through, but that brings me to something I want to bring up now uh, real quick. And I'll get it as uh, something else out of the way real quick. Gorsegolf.com makes nice head covers. It's one of my coworkers. His uh, name's Crazy. So, Matt, I was hanging out with Crazy the other day in the smoke pit. I finally realized, uh, like, I, I, I hope he listens. I know he doesn't. And if he hears this, he shouldn't be offended. I'm not revealing too much, but... um. Dude's been playing the stock market for years. That's why he uh, is uh, as comfortable as he is. I'm not saying I can tell he's comfortable. He's a caddy. He's as grungy looking as any of us, and he's not grungy looking. He's just, you know, whatever. We, we, we look like a bunch of, like, a Sherpa slash, like, river guide type people. So um, we were just talking about something, and uh, he just wound up, like, buying a bunch of stock of it right in front of us. We were just like, well, hope it works. You know, I mean, this guy makes these head covers. He caddies for fun, I think, for exercise, because nobody wants to crop Magal with him. But he has a head cover company that, yeah, if it goes big, 
sure he can make a ton of money for him but the head covers are so cheap and so amazing they're like 60 bucks for the drivers folks 40 bucks for the fairway woods and if you put bomb squad pod all one word in in the coupon code section you get an additional 10 percent off it's gorsegolf.com g-o-r-s-e golf.com he's got hats he's got tons of hats uh the beanie that i got i got a new beanie i'm not even a beanie guy this thing it's too big like it it, it, it like it, it's humongous i it, it but it's perfect for the warmth and what it serves i even told him if he can get his uh if he can get um whatchamacallit uh i asked if he can get his logo on a bucket hat smitty i mean we can be going somewhere maybe even a tour advisor that's what i'm talking about gorsegolf.com bomb squad pod all one word is the coupon code and uh, you'll get an additional 10 percent off your purchase so um sorry i had to get that out of the way the new listeners the roast cards have you have you have you seen this thing I've been doing with the roast cards? I have not. This is news. So Please it's, indulge it, me. It's pinned. It's pinned to my Twitter profile, which is at Jerry Lou Looper. Please, if you're listening, just tweet me and say, "Oh, Captain, my Captain," or something. Just like, just, or send a GIF or something, just to let us know you're listening. We know we have listeners. We love you guys. We want to correspond. But I mean, I know that I know this isn't from the fringe. I don't have Kit Man's voice or his production. But I mean, GD it. We're uh, we're working on something here. So what, what's your which one? which European country are we big in right now? Portugal. We had a couple of Portuguese listeners. I have no idea, dog. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I thought I think somebody sent. I think Ty sent a photo of like our, our listeners. It's like seventy five percent U.S. Like twenty four percent Canadian and one percent like Ethiopian Steve, or something. It can be. Ooh, shout out to Ethiopia and and uh, the Kenya the, Open, which we'll this, which we'll talk about later in this. No. <laughs> no but for reals though um i remember for uh my <clears throat> podcast i worked for previously before this one we happen to have a, a unique surge in turkey where like we were like the number one golf podcast in turkey and we saw the numbers and it was interesting uh but whatever i mean just like it, it's just it is what it is so i'm doing this thing uh, now at work where i'm sending out these roast cards so if you guys follow me on twitter i hopefully follow you if I if check check if I if I'm not and then if I'm if I'm not like tweet me and I'll follow you so we can DM each other send me your address because every day at work I grab a big Ziploc bag there in every starter shed it has the scorecard pin sheet tees and ball marks ball marks that are indicative to each course that the to go with the scorecard so um, what I've been doing is in the scoring section in the blank grid section I've been uh, taking a sharpie and I've been uh, just writing funny messages to people that uh, uh, are not golf related usually, but they, uh, they tend to be kind of vulgar, uh, just something kind of just off the cuff, something that's fun to ingratiate ourselves with uh, my fans, our fans, who cares. And uh, what I do is I mail it to them and you get, what I've been doing is uh, you get, uh, if so long as I have one here, like here, I got a band scorecard. It comes with a, I felt like a Jeff Goldblum coming on. Yes, yes, yes. It comes with a uh, corresponding pin sheet from that day. Yes, yes. Uh, it's totally free and i've noticed that in the uh, gift shop at bandon dunes they sell packs i don't know what the brand is of these delicious looking teas smitty look at this there are a lot of these painted teas and each hmm. of the heads of the tea this one look <coughs> that's the bandon trails butterfly i do love the butterfly we have right here the pacific dunes seals right there we have uh the sheep branch oh no that's old mcdonald so what I'm going to do in these roast cards, uh, I've sent three out. And uh, if you're a listener of those three, I remember it was Hank Hollinger. Uh, God, uh, Dr. Hank Hollinger, excuse me. And um, Matt Drury from San Diego, who is uh, at the resort right now, I think, or he's coming soon. There's, oh, dude, there's a lot of listeners slash followers of ours uh, at the resort right now. Several. Uh, uh, Travis Devlin, I think, I, or at least I hope he listens to the show. See, the names start coming back to me when I start putting it all together. Uh, me and Bullfrog and a ton of people are working for the Ryan Kane group. I hope they're listeners of the show. Lots of great folks. 
Um, but anyways, uh, the first three that I sent out uh, were met with great acclaim. Uh, I think even Matt in San Diego said he's going to keep it in his uh, in his uh, rickshaw for at all times for inspiration. I I think the card I sent to him was something about how to get out of a whale's vagina. But uh, but for the rest of these cards now, I'm going to be sending hopefully uh, the corresponding uh, ball mark and the uh, T. Like, uh, oh, sorry, a- uh, that guy T. is from California, though. Yeah, San Diego. Okay, I was going to say that because it's that's it's apt. It's, Worry about it. it's apt. Yeah. Okay. Just check it. Anyway, sorry, folks. That's the roast cards. Send me your address. It's totally private. It's it's via DM, and I will mail you a scorecard and some uh, cool free shit from the golf course from maybe a place you may never visit. So we totally did not discuss this and and did not discuss this topic. Uh, so is this your version of Bryson's NFT or whatever the hell an NTF is? Or I, I, no, I, and you know what? I didn't even write that <laughs> talking point. It's funny you brought that up and we don't have to talk about it because. No, I don't even want to touch that subject. No, to be fair, that's a good subject to talk about, but it's not meant for a golf oriented show or a banter or like chit chatty show. No, we can, well, we can break that down if we have time later, maybe. But um, if, if I, wa- so if I was... want to monetize myself, I'm probably going to donate some type of body fluid. This indeed been there done that um, i'm talking blood man what are you talking plasma and semen what are you talking yeah i was actually thinking that <laughs> so we got the trifecta what are you worried about anyways um no what what this was mostly inspired off of and then we'll get on to a uh, real golf news is um there's a guy on twitter uh his uh, handles at maryland mudflap and uh his name's scotty <laughs> And 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 his, and his and his Twitter bio picture it hasn't changed in 15 years. Um, it's a, a white guy at the beach with a big belly sticking out, uh, wearing a speedo with a fanny pack, and he's got like cornrows and like a uh, like uh, like the the David Duval Oakleys on or whatever. Picture it, you got it. So, but I think he's like a, a comedy writer for some TV shows down in uh, Southern California or something because I've kind of chatted with him about some things in the past or whatever. But what he used to do, I don't know if he still does it, but he would uh, tell people. All right, tweet me your addresses first ten, um, uh, and I'll say stop, and then delete your addresses. And he sends postcards after those people, and the postcards like he'll look at their timeline and he'll just come up with some like stupid dirty joke. Half the things I'm writing this in the scorecard area for these people are mostly like, oh look, hey, it's nice to meet you, and oh look, I ran out of space again. Bye. I mean, just like it, just like it's it's meant to be bad. It's meant to be bad. But I like going out of my way to do this fun shit. So um, other than the wife having to buy more stamps. Uh, you know, those are the roast cards. Hashtag roast cards. <laughs> Love it. No, great idea. All right, real quick, we're gonna do a little lightning round here, so to speak. Who? Uh, well, I mean, eh, no, we've only been talking fifteen minutes. It's no big deal. Honda Classic. I didn't. Uh, I it, it was so it was so brief, <laughs> as even though it took as long as any other tournament. Um, I forgot the winner. Excuse me. That's because how forgettable it was. Matt, Matt's laughing. He's he's our stat guy, and he's better than me at this. But, I mean, like I said, guys, I, I got a sturgeon brain here. Um, but I got surgeon hands. Uh, who won the Honda Classic, please, at the Bear Trap? Smitty. That, that was Matty Jones, the fastest slinger to come out of the Southwest. That's right. Because we – who? The what? I mean, Scotty Scheffler may have won it because so then going into this match play, we could have said, hey, uh, former PJ Tour winner uh, Scotty Scheffler's in it. I mean. Yeah, it, it was an interesting week. So usually the Honda kind of falls in that, um, you know, difficult golf course, obviously. Uh, it's and sneaky. Guys, it, it, it's really sneaky. I know everyone talks yeah. about it. But honestly, I don't get enough credit for how difficult it is ever. Yeah, and then – Usually how it works with the player schedules is they'll go, you know, 
Bay Hill, Honda, match play, week off, and then they go to Augusta. Um, but I think just because of the the scheduling this year, everything else kind of moved around and, and kind of getting those WGCs in, um, compact the schedule meant a lot of the top names skipped Honda this year, which is uh, which is something that that usually does not happen. You've got past winners such as Will Mitchell or Rory McIlroy or Justin Thomas. Uh, a lot of those names not in the field. Um, so it was a bit of a different look. And for the most part, it, it, it it's not the most compelling golf course when you've got, you know, maybe say a lot of mistakes being made by the guys not named Dustin Johnson or John Rom, stuff like that, right? Everybody loves a good bloodbath once in a while, but when it's like Camilo Vijegas and Brendan Steele, it's oh, maybe hey, not as compelling. Camilo, you get you get Camilo's name right out of your mouth. Pick somebody else. Now, well, the reason I bring him up is, you know, Camilo coming off his uh, medical um, extension, more or less, he needed to have a top three finish in order to keep his card. Um, he ended up not. Uh, I believe he f- he finished one spot away from that. Yeah, if he would have uh, shot only one shot better for the week, he would have been T3 to retain his car. So a little bit of tough luck there. It has been a, a tough season for him. Um, but there's a, a couple... Been a tough season for him, dog. Let's be honest. That's why I, I've I've just accidentally watched him play the most golf in person ever. Just when I'm like cruising foursomes when I'm at a tournament. So I, I, I got it. I hate to admit it. I've never seen him hit a good shot any single time I've ever watched him. But he's always there. So I mean, it's like he's like Charles Howell the third, but he's not. He's not placing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it, it shaped up to be an interesting weekend. So Matt Jones goes out and shoots a nine under sixty one. <laughs> In the first round, uh, falls it up with an even par 70. Um, young guy, um, God, Aaron Wise, thank you. 64 uh, 64 oh. to take oh, the. So, so, real quick, uh, needle scratch on the record. I got so much Aaron Wise talk at the Caddy Shack uh, when that was happening because he's a University of Oregon boy. I don't know where he's from he originally, is. but it's, you know what, I hate to say it, it's, it's about damn time that uh, somebody on tour uh from oregon like starts to st- starts to really shine the thing is mm-hmm. they really don't have anyone like they got a lot of young guns now whatever but i mean it's still nobody who's like a uh, tour ready or tour caliber like I mean, yeah they like you said great golf school uh university of oregon but uh they really back by, back by and, nike remember until nike stopped correct. making hard you know who's making their clubs now dog i'll give you three guesses Callaway. who oh no okay no you burned one already but uh Nike golf, you obviously Nike. I, I, I don't know if you know the story of Nike and university of There's much of a story, but I mean, uh, yep. like they're, yep. okay. I'm, okay. I'm very familiar. Yeah. I, I apologize. Cause coming from Oregon, I feel like it's a very easy to know story around here, but nationwide, I, I don't assume uh, and internationally as well. Um, all right. So it's not Callaway, but it used to be Nike and you have to assume that they had the best shiz. So come on. Two more guesses. Uh, Taylor made. Okay. Okay. You have one more guess. I hope you get it. And if you don't, you're really going to kick yourself in the arse. That's for our new across the pond listeners. Well, uh, for some reason, I, who would I, replace I, Nike? And think think in terms of like prestige and elite status. If Nike start making high hard goods, and you're still a that's well, a very, I'm, but now I now I'm thinking I could also go off the board with like Miura or something like. It, you could, but it's that they're not a recognizable brand, even though they, that would be, that would be. They, well, my, my last pick is Ping. My last pick is Ping because they're PXG. great. It's PXG dog. Oh, 
Oh, see, doesn't that, I was about to say, you you were trying not to think of it, I guess, sub, like subconsciously. To be honest, PXG does not even register in my mind as an equipment see? maker. Like when They're, somebody says high-end equipment, sure, yeah, it's got great price tag, but nobody fucking plays it. Hey, I, you know what? Some guys do play it. I don't know if Billy Horschel's still playing it, winner of a recent tournament. Okay, I no, he's not. I did happen to catch another tournament winner, Joel Dahman, on the side of his bucket hat. There was a little PXG logo. We might have to yes. dig into that. About it in a he, moment. He but plays PXG irons. Let's wrap okay. Perfect. Let's wrap up the Honda Classic talk because we might we can we can talk PXG with Joel Dahman because I've always said, I mean, they need a major championship. I always I always tell people like when they talk about PXG, I say it's like, well, you don't see Ferrari in NASCAR. That 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 that's just that's kind of my comparison. Because really look at it. In NASCAR, you have Toyota, Ford, and Chevy, which is like your Titleist, Callaway, and TaylorMade. It's just like, yeah, there's your three there's your three OEMs that provide everything across the board. And they can provide uh, game improvement shit, and they can provide uh, top-level shit. You know this. Correct. Uh, it's so funny that you brought up PXG and then Majors, because on their website, I do believe that they listed, like, with their former players, um, tour championships and players' championships as majors top. Yeah. yeah but we and, don't and, need to get and, into and that they, and they probably have a lot of lpga victories and i and you know what for as much as i don't see much like uh much like how we'll talk about the kip henley thing later and how like everyone shits on jb holmes i don't do that i don't shoot on pxg i really don't i had a caddy friend of mine recently uh tweet a couple weeks ago i don't know if you caught this he had a video <clears throat> and if he hadn't implicated another caddy in it he said it was 80 to 85 mile an hour winds and the caddy, the other caddy was evidently saying, quote, this is one of the worst days I've ever seen, which prompted me to dig up that other caddy the next day and be like, oh, I'll find, I'll find Mark Longo. His name's out there, bud. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about Blair? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, Blair. So anytime I see him now, I, I, I've only told this to a few people, but like uh, a couple days later on Chief Ranch, I saw him. It was like, he was walking from nine green to uh, 10 T and we were on eight T. There's a lot of crisscross in there. And it's blowing like five, maybe 10 miles an hour. And that's the windy course out there. And I see him and I set both my bags down and I proceed to start taking a big crouching position with my hand on my ear going, Blair, it's a blustery one out here. And I start falling over and I start pulling the bags over and I start rolling down the fairway like a maniac. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. And that's why I even told him I'm not going to bust his nose on uh, his give him a digital nosebleed on Twitter because everyone's already doing that. <laughs> so I just see him in person. He just looks at me. And he, he's got the best smile ever. He's got the best attitude ever. He just looks at me and smiles and shrugs. He's like, Jerry, Twitter, what the fuck, man? I'm just like, hey, keep plowing ahead because he's posting these pictures of this round we just did at PAC recently, a few days ago. It got like 300 likes. And that was before Bannon Dunes got a hold of it. I mean, Jesus, Pete, mm-hmm. I unblocked Bannon Dunes on Twitter. Like, I got to. I got to get back in good graces here. <laughs> take, hey, take some photos, some good captions. Try not to rip everybody, and you'll be good. I'm working too hard. I'm working too hard. Okay, I'm golfing here. Um, Honda Classic. Let's wrap that up. Yeah. So Matt Jones ends up walking away with it. Um, to be honest, I think he would he win by three or six or something. He he just ended Enough. up. Yeah, he won. He won. He won by five. At the end of the day, I mean, Lee, Lee Westwood made an appearance again. I mean, he's playing some good golf. Dog. Hey, is he? How much should we favor him in the Masters? Because like I, I've, as I've told you before, I forced the issue, and I don't even like talking about him. He's he's been trending at Augusta, and now he's playing GD good golf. Period. What's with your finger? What's wrong? He will not. We'll, we'll talk about this more later. Let's talk about that next week. But. Okay. Okay. He will come up later in this show. I 
Okay. Can okay. tell you that okay. with my little okay. finger here. That's all over the screen. That's your little finger. That's your index finger. Oh, gross. Okay. Anyways, uh, Honda Classic, Matt Jones walking away with you, it. You, you, you want to see my big finger? Was there anything? No, that's your toe. Is there any? Is there anything we want? To, <laughs> is there anything we want to cover from the Honda Classic? <laughs> nah, kind of a stinker this year. Hopefully, all, all I'll say is hopefully it's Folks, a, a better turnout next year. To be fair. Um, Smitty and I really didn't get in touch too much right after the Honda Classic. I, I didn't text him about recording. Not that I was leaving it up to him. I just kind of left it up to be like, hey, we can reconnoiter about this whenever. We wound up talking about it very first on Wednesday, the first round of the WGC match play. And I actually was honestly encouraging him saying, maybe we should just record tonight and talk about the first round because this is a lot of fun. And you were on like some type of new uh, uh, amphetamines or something, dog. You must have got the new the COVID vaccine because you were you love you some match play. I I do love match play. Yeah, you just caught me at a wow. time. So like I said, I was off this week. So um, you just I was, off the, the stairmaster or something. I had just got home from the gym actually, and I was yeah. just sitting down to have a snack, and my butt. And it was a really nice day here. It was like fifteen you Celsius. Just got jerking off i mean like literally just got done i had i had a nice lather all over myself and <laughs> and my then my buddy texted me like hey do you want to have a beer on the patio and i'm like damn right i want to have a beer on a patio like it's been because you, you guys are open now yeah there's no more COVID. yeah well there's still covid but our area has been, been very low, I, so. I literally have not been paying attention to news at all yeah nor have <laughs> i really i just took a week off just to recharge like just do whatever I wanted to do. Sleep in till 10 a.m. Okay, I did that. Literally uh, my, hours. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, for some institutions in our nation, it's not not mine. Um, anyway, oh. so so oh. I and it and it was first day of the match play. So I got up at like 10 o'clock. I made coffee and I just watched golf. I just sat on the couch, did a couple of chores and did nothing all day Wednesday, just watching match play. And Wednesday's you know, a fun day to just hang out and, and yeah. golf are on on well, a Wednesday. Well, and there's March Madness going on, right? So there's yeah, I got do. I got college basketball games, men and women's, which has been great, obviously due to COVID. Like none of the rankings make sense. There's upsets everywhere. Um, it's well, it's it's well, your metric of pets there, are I, pets are losing their heads in March Madness <laughs> this year. But anyways, um, yeah, did I had a great are, day. Did you just say pets are losing their heads? Pets are losing their heads. Pets. Heads are falling off, people. Um, <laughs> so, so I ended up just watching golf for like three days straight. Now, I will say this. I watched zero golf on Saturday, and I fell asleep during kind of the beginning of the championship match on Sunday. But for the most part, they have picked such a great golf course to host this event at. Um, obviously oh, yeah. limited, obviously it's limited field, 64 players. So, um, they don't need the biggest venue to put this on. And for those that don't know, Austin country club, I actually had assumed it was a core Crenshaw design. And why, why did you assume that? Just because it's every year, like Crenshaw is there. They like talk to him for five minutes. Well, yeah. Cause um, they, the and, he's, and he's probably from there. He's from there. He, he's a U of T boy. <laughs> So I put like one in one together and I came up with apples, but it turns out it's a Pete Dye. And that makes total sense because I'm looking at this golf course and I'm like, I'm like, because I always thought I'm like, it's such a funky core Crenshaw design. I'm like, they would never build that par four on the water. It's just drivable uh, with the T deck out in the middle of the lake, basically, where you have to walk back to it. I'm like, they'd never 
do that. And then this year they're like, yeah, the Pete die design. I'm like, ah, that makes so Nobody, much sense. But let me, I got to ask you a serious question because I work on two core Crenshaw courses. I mean, dreaded. Yep. the newest one is as our GM or our dog, I forget uh, who it was, described it, um, is um, a golf course enhancement because Tom Doak built the first original 13 holes of sheep uh, and then uh, core Crenshaw enhanced it. But people have told me, and this is the only thing I can notice. I mean, you've played trails uh, there. I, I always tell people there's fingerprints of uh, Crenshaw all over it. Who's a, you know, master's champion or whatever. Like when you're on number 11 at trails, it looks like number 11, Augusta, but mirrored, like flip it over mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit. And then when you get back on 13 T at, uh, at trails, mm-hmm. it does feel like uh, you're an amen corner a little bit, just toss race yeah. there and turn 13 into an immediate, like 90 degree dog leg uh, left par five. It, it, it just has all the feels of it. But I've heard in core Crenshaw design, they people have told me like I'm like all right, uh, like on number three, the par five at trails. I say mm-hmm. like as long as we're not downwind. I say all right, aim at the center bunker. It's a uh, two ninety to reach, uh, good aim line. And, and some people have said, oh, typical core Crenshaw with the center line bunkers. And I'm just kind of like, okay, so that's a thing. I, I don't know. I, yep. I'm just file that away. So what do you see in something that makes you think it's core Crenshaw? If you can be, if you can be a little more like concise about it. So I saw nothing when I originally thought it was a Court Crenshaw that reminded me of Court Crenshaw. I just totally assumed because I saw him on the broadcast every year and it's Austin. You're it's such like, a race. No, you, you, I, I bet you see a hot Asian chick and you think it's, you know, Lucy Liu too. I mean, what, is this what we're talking about here? Ooh, that's a different subject for a different podcast, but. Ha! Oh, I just picked one at random and I just like, I, my eyes closed. Oh, that, I, a- I get, a, I get, a, as, as Jerry Lou says, I get a little antsy around that subject. Well, that, that, yeah, he, well, when you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it, so I was always perplexed. I'm like, yes, it's got to be an early core Crenshaw then because it, it just doesn't fit in with the mold. Um, it's not a lot of gentle features. It's it's more like hard drop offs and small, severe bunkers and like things that like you just don't see on a natural kind of. Okay. I like I like to think core Crenshaw courses as very natural and flowing. Like there's no okay. real. When there oh. is a bold feature, it's a bold feature required because maybe the piece of land doesn't work that well. But when they they tend to choose great land first off, and they yeah. just kind of enhance the land with a natural bunker over here, and that's where the green should sit. So that's how I kind of feel a, a core Crenshaw looks, and and this one just didn't. So it totally makes sense that it's a peat die. I may be a little off base here because I know um, Cabot has mm-hmm. two eight teams out there and I'm not hundred percent sure who the architects are. I'm sure you can educate me in a second, but my first question and my only question really to you was, have you played, have you been to Kevin? Have you played? Kevin? If not. Um, oh, why not? I mean, it's not that far from you. You're an East coast Canadian, right? I mean, or yeah, it's, it's, it's only a 16 hour drive, but I, Hey, I, Hey, Hey, I'm not telling nobody's making it's, you it, drive. Yeah. It, it's like a two hour flight, a two hour car ride. So, um, I've, I've actually waited just for them to build a little bit more before I go there. They just built a short I'm course. I'm dying. Um, to have it. I, like, I, I hey. think you might saw that one tweet I put up there months ago where I said, like, somebody said, what's your dream force? And I said, I got it. It's you, me, Ty, and um, Alan Ruig, that guy who uh, used to be the caddy manager at Cabot. I don't know what he's doing now, but I said, like, I was like, us four at Cabot. 
That's yeah. actually probably my dream foursome right now. If I had to pick one, I'm not picking any celebrities. I'm not picking my dad. I'm not picking dead people. I'm not picking Augusta. Smitty, you should feel honored. But I mean, I, I got to get to Cabot. Yeah. So we need to start penciling something up. Um, they they were actually in lockdown as well. So the, the resort was open, but only to residents of Nova Scotia, uh, I Fair. believe, well, for the past perfect. year. You guys, you guys up, up north have handled things very properly. In, the, in that the one thing that I wish America would have handled differently, but it was impossible to when it comes to COVID, and this is we're not diving into political here, this is just a strictly observational reporting, is America is still largely a rural country. So mm-hmm. really, a lot of us aren't having problems here, especially where I live. The major cities where most the like you know the points of the needle live and like the, and then in terms of like you know, culture or opinion that's where you're going to get a lot of your headlines at forefront i stopped listening to a lot of podcasts that, like comedy podcasts that were based out of california because they were just you know casually talking about what was going on down there and i just thought wow that state is so jacked up and oregon plays like california light sometimes with, with the exception is we're like one of the five fewest populated states in the, in the country so we should act a little differently but canada on the whole you guys already have i mean when it comes to like how you guys handle med- medicine and education, you guys already have certain systems in place where it's just like, oh, well, if something comes through your country who is segmented a certain way with a certain level of population like you do, you guys are handling everything properly. That's why no news is coming. <laughs> Trudeau with the blackface is the news that's coming out of Canada or like me mistaking one of the Ford brothers like the, for the politicians. I mean, that's that's the news coming out of Canada because you guys got it right. That's why I'm so bummed you guys have such cold or bad weather. It doesn't but I wouldn't take it away because it's what makes uh, folks from the North, even in the Northern States of America, it's what makes their personalities who they are and great people. That's why I always like adore all, all Canadian folks I met, I've met, not meant, met, because it's just, there's something about how, and to put a bow on it, uh, Corolla had a funny joke where it's like, do you see any car factories in Jamaica? No, because you could be sitting in your office and you look out at the beach, like, no, fuck this. We want to go to the beach. But if you're up North where it's cold, it's like, no, we go to work. We have schedules. When we're not at work, we're at home staying warm or we're at bars getting fucked up or getting like warmed up inside. And then we like whatever in Canada, essentially, that's why, like, God, if I were to this is this is not a suggestion. If anyone's listening to this, do settle your butts down right now. I've always joked with the wife. If we were to expat somewhere, God, I would love to be a Canadian or move to Canada. But it ha- we have to move somewhere you can golf more than just seasonally. Like, and, and, and by that, I mean, like, I need to at least golf like 10 or 11 months of the year. Like I could do one month, I could do two months. I really don't care. But I mean, if, if it's a place like when I lived in Colorado, I lived there four or five years. I only, there, we only had three months to golf in, in the Rockies where I lived. And uh, it was great. The uh, four or five times I golf in those four years I lived there, but I mean, it was, it's just, it's a bummer. And, uh, and if my Mexican, uh, I'm sorry, whoop, whoop, take two, that was bad. If my Spanish was a little bit better because I used to be a, a pretty fluent Spanish speaker, Mexico would definitely be the place to go. But Mexico, oh my God, you, you want to turn to a political podcast dog? That's That that country is in trouble. And it, yeah, it's they got some issues. It's old news, but it's getting, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's tipping so bad. Like, I don't know, like they're entering a new realm of like, they're writing their own chapters of like, what in the hell's going on down there? So mm-hmm. anyways, sorry, that was, that was my whole jive on, uh, I appreciate Canada through and through and how you guys have uh, gone through your whole handling of the COVID situation. Ultimately, like uh, anything that's happening up there, even if places are still in lockdown, that's a bummer, but it's like, well, it, it makes a little sense to me. 
because everything is up there seems to be happening above board, so to speak. And we're all giving the same bullcrap news so, or inf- bullcrap information, not news. News is just bullcrap anyway. So well put. Um, you clearly don't follow the news. There's been a lot of let's just say the vaccine rollout has not gone um, as smoothly as we had hoped. Um, but well, it's not that I have. I, it's, it's that's a topic that, for another conversation don't watch or for another podcast. It's not that I haven't watched the news. I don't watch the news, but I mean, I also have separated myself from the point where it's just like I'll totally have a vaccine. Just somebody has to like show up to tell me where to go or give it to me because it's just like that's how it has to matriculate down to me. Mm-hmm. So. Just, just, just tell me where to go and where I can get it. Yeah. And stick a needle oh, yeah. on my arm. If it comes with a microchip, that's a plus. Well, we're, I'm, we're, I'm know, kidding. I'm, that, I'm kidding. That's not even. Yeah, yeah, that's, I can't that's even get about that. No, we hey, just lost a hundred listeners. We're down to we, three. We now. had a hundred listeners. Probably. Oh! I don't know. Well, we did. We did. Yeah. And yeah. You know we, what, I, I'm surprised we didn't get the microchip 20 years ago. So, anyways, you want? Let's bring it back to golf. Let's just. Let's just. I'm. I'm, I'm pulling the. How, how did we get there? The, we're, we're going to Cabot next year and Cabot yeah we're uh, in Nova Scotia was on lockdown and I said I appreciate how Canada's handled their lockdowns that was it I'm sorry so back to the match play anything <laughs> else we want to talk about uh, yeah well um actually real quick before we forget uh back to the PXG thing related Joel Dahman won the uh I I don't know what to call them. It's always like the tournament light or the JV tournament that always goes on during a major or during like the, uh, the really highly ranked and like very, very selective invitational events or whatever. So Joel Dahman, a guy who plays really good golf, a great fantasy golf pick. Oh, by the way, dog, do you play fantasy golf? I need to, I don't, I've been thinking about getting into golf. Why don't we get into fantasy golf? I know. I've been thinking of of downloading an app and getting into the the betting scene. Oh God, we're so dumb. Why, why aren't we doing this? It's, I, it's just DraftKings or fantasy. Uh, I, I, I just like my, I, I like my money in my pocket, not someone else's pocket. Well, hey, but hey, I like investing. And investing is the uh, grown-up version of uh, uh, fantasy sports on your phone. Yeah, that's I, fair, I just, actually. I just made up that sentence as I went. So uh, the, the WGC. Sold. We got, we got some things to talk about in, in regards to. The only things I wrote down here were um, – uh we can talk about the winner in a moment uh because you know he's one of those guys who's so forgettable but always around but i had written off matt kuchar's career pretty Mm -hmm. much about to tweet about it i mean it was yeah he you weren't alone on that i totally forgot though that when it comes to match play when it comes to one-on-one when you're playing the player you're not playing the course you're not playing the field you're not playing for the medal event matt kuchar was was a diamond uh ian poulter uh even though i wrote poter down here uh ian poulter uh amazing like that, that, that it's one of those things where i was surprised for five seconds and i kind of caught myself and went no surprise this is why kevin kisner was wasn't he the defending champ i mean this is how this is how this uh match play goes mm-hmm. you love match play i mean come on dish i do sorry what was the question oh just tell me how much tell me how much you love this tournament what what are some what are some it, things that you uh, like tony Finau got dusted the first day remember i was telling oh, you scorecard uh matt you Wolf, love to see it Corey Connors, evidently, uh, we can bill him as a, a front nine match player, but not a back nine match player, because in his first two matches, he got dusted up then down. We call him deck of cards. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, just a match play on a unique golf course. So back to the golf course. It, it, it's not long. It's not wide. It's quirky. It's got 
some cool features, um, but it's definitely a great course for match play. And as they say, there's a lot of half par holes. So, you know, drivable par fours, um, easily reachable par fives, things like that. Um, like you said, right, right for the vent, uh, right for the, uh, the format. Absolutely. If you're going to do this at say like a Tory Pines, you're just going to get guys grinding out pars to win. Right. Great example. And, and, and not to get on tangent on tangent, you gave one extreme. I'll give you the other extreme. I would love to see a match play at TPC Scottsdale. Yeah. Or like Harbor town. Sure. Sure. I something kind of, there's, there's something about TPC Scottsdale. that's starting to become a new favorite tour stop in terms of like, you want to like a, a great finishing three holes. Come mm-hmm. on. You want your match to get down to those three holes. That's what it's all about. Like every yeah. time I walk on Bannon dunes, I sit here going like, Oh, when I work for NBC, no wonder we didn't get some of these holes because some guys got destroyed. But other times, like everyone keeps saying, like, oh, number 16, is this the hole where they were driving the green? I'm just kind of like, yes, sir, it is. But it was back there and it was downwind. They hit three wood and they hit it taller. So you don't hit it like you. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, I, 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 get, I get the whole how to, how to, in, how, literally how to infuse yourself with the fanfare of like what was mm-hmm. happening. And there's just something about TPC Scottsdale to me where I'm just kind of like, Oh God! Why don't we have a Ryder Cup there too? I mean, let's let let's go. Ooh, they would never hold a PGA event at a TPC course. But anyways, that's uh, that's another subject on itself. You just but, snap my dick in half. All right, go on. Well, you know, it, what it's interesting <laughs> to see is is that truly anybody anybody can win this thing, right? Um, it was very interesting to see truly. who came out of the first two groups. Uh, you had Robbie McIntyre beating DJ Adam Long and Kevin Na. You had group two, Matt Kuchar coming out of Kisner, Thomas, and Oosthuizen. That is, now, now listen, we Oosthuizen is probably not a good match player as we know because he's Mr. Fourth Place and everything, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Cody Finau didn't have such a good Ryder Cup record, I would, I would say like, you know, certain trends could buck. But, Ultimately, like, like that was a good group in that, like, Justin Thomas, you know, he's a he's a firework. You never know what you're getting from him. I mean, I, I still expect majors plural from that guy. I, I sincerely do. Yeah, you had, had the ball strikers group. You had Eric Van Ruyen making out with uh, Berger, English, and Brendan Todd. That's a – well, Berger, English, English Brendan and Brendan Todd, Todd. Van Ruyen. One of those four guys is winning a major this year. Think for just two seconds about that. Look at, like, if you want, I'm not saying let's make a bet. I'm saying just look at that squad yeah. of those names. That Van Royen guy pops up everywhere. Harris English, he's cooled a bit, but he was hot the first couple months of this year, our first few tournaments. Um, Berger, winner, and he's back up again. And who was the fourth? Uh, Brendan Todd. Todd. That guy is, he, he's like, he's like Todd, uh, he's like a Brendan, uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler's twin, where it's just like, mm-hmm. it's not him, the other guy. It, I don't want to call him schlubby, but it's these two fellas. The, the, yeah. the two were just trading, like, you know, the, the, the Roy McAvoy spots. Yeah, so you get back to it, and, and when you think of great match play players, there's, there's two types. There's the guy that's going to go out and make a billion birdies, or there's the guy that's just going to par you to death. And this course kind of brings out each because there's so much risk-reward. you got some wind, some water. you got everything. So it was really interesting to see, you know, Jordan Spieth come out of group 15 with Matt Fitzpatrick, Matthew Wolf, and Corey Connors. You think, yeah. you know, oh, Corey, yeah. Connors, Corey Connors. Well, and Spieth's playing with an injury too, isn't it? I just heard something. Uh, he, not anymore. So the news around Jordan Spieth is that oh. his struggles were due to an injury, uh, possibly an injury, but not possibly an injury. He was injured. He had an injured wrist for over the last two years. So 
that well, does. If, if anyone's seen a swing, I believe it. Okay, go ahead. But I think the point I'm getting to is that because it's match play, because it's a quirky golf course, anybody can win. And there's not one way to do it. Patrick Cantlay, I forget which match he was playing against. I want to say Brian Harmon. They were combined, they said like 20 under par. I think Cantlay made eight or nine birdies that match. I love um, it when they keep track of that and they see where it's like, who, what two guys are just like greasing it. And it just so happens oh, they're together. Exactly, right? It, it's almost like in fantasy baseball when, oh, my team went off and hit 28 homers this week and 75 RBIs. And the yeah. other guy hit 25 and 77. He's like, you know what? Screw you, buddy. Real quick. I'm sorry. Give me the foursome again. I'm sorry. Todd, Ben Royan. Burger. Burger and. Uh, uh, English. Who English. is no okay. longer striking it well. Well, right. But what I'm saying is I, I'm just, I'm just, just a little fun call. I wouldn't be surprised if the, I'm just going to declare it for this year because I don't like to when it comes into the mid season, when we're in the middle of the majors, the dark horses never really rise up. There, there are no Bob mm-hmm. there. Sorry, Bob. But, so, um, but, but Brendan Todd, Eric Van Royen, Daniel Berger and Harris English. I circled those names here on this little notepad here. Mm-hmm. I, if, if there's ever going to be a dark horse, it's going to be one, just, just to have all of a sudden, like we have a little Leonard Skinner situation here where all four of those guys are one airplane right now. It's just like, Ooh, one of these guys is winning a major this year. I think. That's a good take. Now, here's an interesting thing. When you take the um, bracket ranking, we'll call it, or the slot that these players are in. So the whole thing is, is you play three matches. So you have 16 four-man groups. So 64 players. The winner of each group after three days moves on to the Sweet 16. The rankings of the players who made it through, 41, 52, 3, 32, 21, 30, 55, 39, 48, 54, 60, 64, 53, 62, 49, and 31. And to piggyback on that, since we're just spitting out numbers now, because I remember it, despite how drunk I am right now, Kucher was the high-ranking one in the final four, and the final four rankings were 30, 31, 32, and Kucher was like 51 or 52. That's correct. Yeah, I mean... it, 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 to me, that's why for once, has anyone ever drawn some comparisons into like how this tournament goes on during March Madness and just how like the beauty of like how this is tournament bracket, bracket, brackets, mm-hmm. brackets, brackets. It's, it, it's the, it's the way sports should be. That's I love the NFL, but the round, whole round Robin, you got to make this tiny little bracket. And when you're one and done, you're out. Ooh, that's tough. But I mean, we love I, how it works. I think that the PGA tour should rename their March schedule, the madness in March. I think that would, that, that wouldn't infringe so much on the NCAA at all. I, but I, at at the same time in trying to be woke, you don't want to promote uh, mental uh, illness whatsoever. There you go. Okay. Fair enough. Now, listen, you told me something earlier. I want to address it before we move on because we got to get on to other things. You, you text me Nah versus DJ. You said there there was an issue. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm having a, having a little Rick Sanchez situation over here. <clears throat> um, you said there was an issue with uh, somebody giving somebody. There was a gimme situation, and I, uh, I I said, hey, look, save it for the show because I don't know what happened. So as you break the news to me, it sounds like something where we could have an opinion one side or the other. So what happened? Yeah. So I'm popping into the third couch. I've never done this before. Let's go. Is that wintergreen? 
No, so I've uh, I've um, I've uh, quit smoking cigarettes lately. I've heard oh. and these uh, it, there's two products out there, two brand names. Uh, they I'd love them to sponsor us. Zen and Rogue. They're just nicotine pouches. They're not even okay. like so they're spitless. I don't even find that I really spit with them. So I mean, I nice. usually do one. I do one for like thirty minutes, and then put in another one for thirty minutes. Well, I got three in. Let's go. Tell me about the Nah DJ situation. So, as we know, it's the group stage, play your three matches, winner moves on. Six milligrams. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, I, in the middle of the match, I, I forget the hole exactly, but DJ had about a 10-footer to, I, I believe, win the hole. Um, Nav had about eight feet to time, whatever. So, DJ hits his putt. It, it misses, ends up about six inches from the hole. In typical DJ style, he just saunters up to the ball and he gives it a rake with his putter. He, he rakes it away. So apparently, Naw had not formally given him the putt. And under, there, there was nothing heard. There's nothing heard. So under the rules of match play, that would be a loss of hole. Loss of hole. Yeah. So Naw, I, I believe Naw finishes out. Um, they, they have the hole. And... Then Nog kind of yells over to DJ. And he's like, DJ, like, come on over here. And there was a mic close enough to pick up the conversation. He's like, hey, like back there, you know, you have to wait for me to give you the putt before you rake it. Like that's a loss of hole. And DJ is just kind of doing his like, ah, oh, shucks routine, you know? Yeah. You know, did I really ground that? I didn't know that was a bunker. Like given one of those, right? Did my ball move on the green at Oakmont? I don't know, man. Whoa, no, tell me. Okay, but keep going. So... It ends up like it, it's all caught on camera and caught on, on, on a hot mic. And at the end of the day, the conversation came down to, well, like, it, 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 it could have just said nothing and just moved on. But I just, under the rules of golf, as we know, with match play, you know, we've seen it in the Solheim Cup. Um, I can't remember the player for the life of me, uh, former PXGer, by the way, uh, Allison Lee. Allison Lee, she was Lady. not given a putt. Yeah, in the Solheim Cup, blah, blah, blah. There was a big yeah, controversy right. about it. Um, anyways, a lot of people were making us think about it, being like, you know, why is not doing that? He had um, no hope of moving on. He was already technically eliminated, even if he won the match, but DJ needed to win to move on. So a lot of people were making up, you know, the, you know, he's already had a tournament. Why is he doing that? Everything else. But, I do have a take on that. And it comes down to this because hot mics this week, this is the second time something like this has happened for our Canadian listeners or our hockey fans. Um, a, a very well-known, well-loved referee uh, basically has been fired. So he's retiring at the end of the year in less than a month, April 24th. He was caught on a live mic during a broadcasted game going, well, I had to make that call because I had to make up for, the call made previously basically yeah like a makeup oh, call no. right it, you it, can't it's like, say that publicly you can't, you can't say that oh. now 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 everybody knows that exists like, I coach hockey. Oh, exactly no. like no. As, as as a minor hockey coach i know if i have a two goal lead with a minute to go and i got you know, one or two of those goals on a power play due to a shitty penalty call. I know there's going to be a shitty penalty call in that last minute against my team. 
if something were to happen. How is, you just know it's going to happen. It's called a makeup call. Now, a lot of people were up in arms about, you know, you know, nah, why are you doing it? Why, you know, why are you making a, a big stink about this ref? Well, he's gone. He's basically said he's not going to work another game. He's retiring, whatever. The reason this has come to light is because of sports gambling. Because next penalty, you know, if you're doing the live betting, which team's going to get the next penalty? Well, if Team X has had five penalties in a row, you know Team Y is going to get the next one. As chintzy as it's going to be, you just know it. Hammer that bet. Uh, which team's going to get the next power play goal, right? NHL is new to gambling. They can't have that happening. And the same thing in golf. So for the people that are saying, you know, Kevin Na, he's just out there. He has no chance of moving on. You know what? He still wants to make an extra 50 G's in his pocket to finish T17. There's a of lot course. for him. There's a lot for him on the line. And there's people at home who probably bet against DJ because maybe they don't like DJ or maybe they bet Nah because they know Nah is some type of grinder. There is still the integrity of sports in general in play, especially when it comes to the money generated from gambling. And that that's is- what it all boils down to. That is an excellent take. I never would have thought that in a million years, and that's always something that applies. It's very salient, and thank you, Dr. Smith. I hate to say it for once, if I can gloss over it with a very, eh, that's a shame, or just like a light take. I mean, from like, mm-hmm. I guess all this uh, from Jerry's point of view here, <clears throat> um, DJ was 100% in the wrong, as we know, according to the rules. Yep. Kevin Na and DJ are both uh, great guys, uh, great personalities, uh, however you want to estimate them or whatever. Kevin can be kind of finicky because, I mean, like uh, when he was interviewed before on that 14, he took on that one hole before he uh, was kind of a little guarded about it. Maybe, oh, excuse me. It's just talking. That, that's what interrupts me and the digestion. Excuse me. But he was a little apprehensive about it. But if you get, not necessarily like saying, if you get in Kevin's good graces or you get on his good side. No, Kevin's a great guy. He's a really great mm-hmm. guy. There's not much to break through to that. Just, he's actually, he's like Bill Belichick. He's one of those guys who's like, don't ask him a certain couple questions. Really, you want a great interview? Ask other questions. Don't ask these questions, stupid. I mean, don't don't try to get a take out of somebody or don't try to infuriate them or be like, so when you were when you were dropping for seven, you thought you could still reach the green when you were in the bushes. What 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 made you think you should try and go for the go for the green again? It's like, no, just fucking the guy took a 14. Just be like, hey, uh, how'd you feel about the 14 in short? Now, even if the journalist or the, uh, the reporter just said in short, just tell us how you feel about 14, even if it's just uh, I'm pissed. And he'd be like, oh, I'm pissed. Move on. Whatever. I think. Kevin, unless he's mobbed up, which uh, that was, I wouldn't have thought that unless you said that. And I think that's maybe only like a 6% chance, but ultimately um, I think that was just something that like uh, DJ was definitely getting a little too casual. It, 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 not to say it happens all the time. I'll, I'll polish that sentence and say it could happen anywhere, especially with these guys. And uh, like I said, Kevin is a cool dude, but he's got a kind of who's to say a persnickety personality when like you don't know what might upset him at whatever time. So maybe just at whatever point he just had to like get like something uh, be in his bonnet and just had to be like, hey, listen, by the way, because nothing came about it. Right. Like we said. So ultimately, it, it's a you know what? I hate to say it, it's unfortunate that Mike's caught that up. Then It really is. 
because and, I hate to say it, I don't like people who like to complain for complaining's sake. And I'm not suggesting Kevin Na did that here. I'm just saying, if anything, it kind of looks like that, but at least it still happened on a very, very, very low level, which is very dismissive. Yeah, and and that's what's always fun about match play. And the reason I just wanted to quickly touch on it was because you wouldn't see this in any other type of format. And Correct. It, that's what makes the match play format interesting. No matter if you go pools or, or just straight bracket, whatever you want to draw up, it's those little intricacies like giving putts and, and making them putt them early or not making them putt late. Like all those little, little mental battles, the whole by whole mental battle. Meanwhile, a regular tour event is, you know, 18 holes a day of mental strain. So it, yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring that up. It, it, it's an, a lovely nuance of, of match play golf. I'm glad you caught that and I'm glad you, glad you brought that to my attention because I missed all that and I hate to say it, that's what I've done unfollowing all those golf publications and all those golf writers on Twitter is, oh, if it's really news, it's going to get like forced onto my timeline one way or another. So I'm missing some stuff, but I mean, I don't care. So, uh, and and like somebody else who shouldn't care, um, this will this will be the last we touch on the topic because we, we talk privately, but I mean, uh, another thing about the Kip Henley problem, mm-hmm. you know what really probably upset him was his boy playing like spoiled milk so bad on Sunday Kip went from like making like $70,000, like $5,000. Yeah. I'd be upset too. I'd be mm-hmm. really upset too. Who the hell knows what a uh, HVAC bill bills he has to pay or whatever. So, um, but ultimately I don't think we need to touch on that subject. If you guys are watching this on Twitter, you know what's going on. So, um, so we haven't even talked about the winner about the match play yet we, we we're almost an hour into the show we go we can bleed over a little bit but i mean come on i mean uh it, it's billy ho the, the guy i bet money on seven years ago to win shit is winning shit now i mean he's weird looking he, i see him on my pga 2 k 2-1 game he like they has his face is plastered all over it. he's like one of like the eight contracted faces on there and i just i see him constantly and he's a goofy looking dude i'm sorry he has a drunk wife they're working through it but um Oh, don't make that face. You know about that. You I know do. About that. I yeah. do. Like that. No I'm, just, no, I'm just saying, no, I'm just, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm tirading about him real quick before we can talk about him. And that like, so as I'm going off about him, all these bad things, somebody's going to say, Hey, be nice to him. His wife's a drunk. So he has to deal with a lot at home. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm a drunk too. And my wife has to deal with a lot at home too. So why don't you email her? But still, he's, he's coming around. Is he not? How old is Billy Horschel? I'm not, I'm not telling you to figure it out. right. Uh, but I mean, I seriously, I think I picked him last time I mentioned his name. I picked him to win the 2014 Masters. That was the last time I paid attention to Bill, Billy Ho. Former PXG player. What, what do you know about him? Uh, so I did look it up. He is 34. I thought he would have been a little bit older. 34? Maybe yeah. So he's, he's two years younger. He's younger than DJ. He looks DJ's like 36. No, DJ, DJ and I are the same age. Same yeah. age. Bill, Billy Horschel's not 45? No. I thought he was going to be 40 for sure, but you know, we should end the show right now. I'm actually, I'm highly disgusted. That guy is younger than me. He's been around on tour, not winning this whole time. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Oh my God. Should we start betting on him? You know, he's, he's a younger version of Charlie Howell's three sticks. You know, leave him alone because we've never bet on him before. We just like to root for him. That's all. Come on. So, you know, Billy Horschel does, Nothing have you ever great. bet on 12? Stop, 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 stop. Have you ever bet on Charles Howell III to win anything ever? No. Okay, so what, what? So what's the complaint about? I mean, the guy's the guy's just a, just a casual ATM. Yeah. If, if, if we've never predicted him to win anything and never bet on him before, we, we have nothing to complain about, right? He's like... Tony he, Gates. It's like, 
he's like Tony Fino's stepbrothers, but I was about to put out my mouth. <laughs> like older anyway, stepbrothers. Sorry. Go ahead about Billy Horschel. I apologize. Different mother. Same father, different mother. You just you uh, get Charlie Three Sticks name out of your mouth. I swear, I'll I'll I'll, I'll slap shot right up there and get you. So so yeah, Billy Horschel, you know, came out of University of Florida. He's he's got that bulldog mentality, which I think bodes obviously well for match play. Um, because the their his rival school was the Bulldogs. But go ahead. Yep, he's a Gator. Um. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, he to be honest, he 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 doesn't do anything overly well. Like it, nothing screams to you like, Oh, this guy's going to tear this place up today. But in match play, that fighter's mentality, right? Always back. If you're against the ropes, I'm coming back at you. I'm never letting down pedal to the metal. I think that is what makes Billy Horschel um, a great match play player. Now, USAMs, um, NCAAs. Yeah. He hasn't won these, but he's, he's always done quite well in them. Um, he has a FedEx cup title. He, he does. He does. He now has a match play title. He has never been on a Ryder Cup team. So, do you happen to have in front of you his overall match play stats from? Was he ever on a Presidents Cup team, or was it? Nope. Just, was this his first WGC? This is his first WGC title. Yes. Oh, oh my God! Well, now. Why? Why isn't Why isn't the golf world lighting itself on fire right now? Thinking that this guy is the next hottest shit. I mean, him and Bryson DeChambeau are going to be the dream tag team for America and whistling straight, straight, straight. Well, the reason I bring this up is there's obviously a lot of chatter around Scotty Scheffler, who's I think he's about twentieth ranked in the U.S. Ryder Cup rankings. Um, you know, has over the last year you put together a, a more consistent golfer who has more top tens. I don't think you're going to find one other than Scotty Scheffler. Maybe Tony Fino, obviously, because that's all he does. Sorry. Or Brendan Todd a while ago, but yeah. Or Brendan Todd, like late last year. Yeah. Um, Scotty, you know, he had the home course advantage, right? Went to school, University of Texas. He is a Texas boy. Um, but at the end of the day, Scotty Scheffler, he's he's knocking on the door. He has been for about a year now. He's going to break through. Um, but, you know, what I find is that, you know, we look at these players that are rounding into shape right now pre-Augusta, but we have a Ryder Cup year as well, right? We had Ian Poulter making an appearance here on the weekend. We had Tommy Fleetwood rounding into shape. We've got Sergio with a walk-off hole-in-one in a playoff rounding into shape. We've got youngster Bobby McIntyre. And if you have not watched Bobby, he has he is the European Harry Higgs. I love this guy. Swings it left-handed. He, yeah, just, he does it for me. He's that everyman man just out there on the PGA Tour, young and lefty, just bombs away love this kid anyways what i'm saying is do we have some future predictions of who's gonna work their way onto this year's Ryder cup teams who's the who's the captain uh you've got podrick harrington and oh. you have steve stricker yeah uh steve sorry stricker. uh so harrington harrington's the captain he can easily make lee westwood uh, like a vice captain or like a plant captain or like a, uh, or do you think Lee Westwood's going to play his way on the team or something? I mean, Oh, somebody connected the dots. Cause I said, I might want to talk about that character later in the show. Well, no doy. The guys, the guy, the guy's flaming hot certain times of the year. And all of a sudden he's flaming hot, like the, for a whole quarter. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting. Um, you mentioned Bryson. Bryson has a terrible match play record here at the WGC, but he oh, also I has know. a U.S. He, amateur title and he also has an NCAA, which yeah, but, but other than the NCAA that, wasn't, was a match He's, play, that was stroke play. There, other than Billy Casper, nobody has a good match play record from America. Period. I, Tiger Woods does. Tiger Woods doesn't. No. Phil Mickelson has an abysmal okay, real match quick, play record. I, I hate that you brought it up, but you know Phil Mickelson, and you know his match play record. I, it, it's like it's like twenty five, sixty, and forty. He's mm-hmm. got the second most points all time <laughs> accrued for American Ryder Cup teams because he's played in every goddamn team since nineteen ninety one or ninety two or whatever. I mean, so exactly. Uh, the guy's a great teammate. The guy's a great uh, vice captain, whatever. But I mean, there's some guys who are great at match plays and guys who aren't. Jack Nicholas has a pretty good record. Arnold Palmer, I think, has a pretty good record. But overall, Billy Casper is your assassin. And other than mm-hmm. that, and uh, Phil, like, I mean, they, nobody else has been on enough teams to have like that much of a prolific like uh, existence or whatever. So I mean, honestly, that's why I hate to say it's like, oh, put Bryson back on there. I don't give a crap. I mean, it's a, it re- from America's standpoint, it really doesn't GD matter. They think they'll put like. Kisner and DeChambeau together and they think they'll go like three and oh and have the best new mix ever and they'll put them together forever. Yeah, great. Let's see how long that cooks out. No, it's like baseball dog. It's all about matchups. It's it, it, it's the it happens every other year and the one time every other year that happens this way where it's just all about the matchups. And that's why the Euros always dominate the Americans. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. So it, it is interesting to see. Uh you mentioned Kisner there last year's champ. He had a decent run this week. Um, but yeah, you, you, you get these fringe players for especially America that, you know, don't have that, you know, Ryder Cup or President's Cup pedigree that re- always remain left off this team when they take a name like a, a Bubba or a Webb Simpson, right? And I think at some point they just need to say, hey, I'm taking the best player who is the hottest at the moment. And to be honest, uh, I would love to see Billy Horschel on a Ryder Cup team or a President's Cup team just because of his that kind of fighting spirit that you know that what dog mentality I'm with you I'll given if I'm gonna back up anything I just said literally the last words I just said yes put Billy Horschel on our Ryder Cup team absolutely because I don't give a crap this is just throw whatever to the wall and see what sticks mm-hmm. the trouble is it's gonna take six Ryder Cups in a row to find out who's really good at it. It's, and that's just not the way golf works. It's just not the way yep. golf works. The Ryder Cup is a tremendous tradition, but ultimately uh, it's, 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 I hate to say it, it's always going to play on a certain way just because of the way the nations uh, view it. So, yeah. So all I'm saying is that there may be a couple of open spots this year and some auditions coming up. As uh, I, I really don't think Ricky Fowler is going to be playing this year, and ah. Uh, ah, yeah, okay. yeah, and, no, and, and no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, and and I was going to slide Matt Kuchar in there as well, but then he well, pokes yeah, well, his the, head out the, of nowhere. The match play is over, so uh, yeah, I'm not talking about Kuchar anymore. Um, uh, Thank God. Uh, we're about to wrap up the show here, and I just saved a really great take. For the very end here, this this is probably going to blow your brains out. We're going to talk about it for like ten minutes straight here. But the uh, Jennifer, the wife, told me something uh, very intriguing recently that I had a very, 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 very staunch and immediate and opinionated answer for what the news that she broke to me when it came to golf and how it ties into it. And I just now thought of it, and I want to ask you. But um, before we wrap up the show, the last thing I'm going to ask you, Smitty, is. Uh, Evidently, in the state of Georgia, in America, 
there's a lot of things going through Georgia right now politically where it's like uh, they messed up with the voting. They messed up with this, that, the other. It, it doesn't have to do with whether Trump won or Biden won or whatever. There's a lot of uh, discontent and imbalance in the state of Georgia of all places right now. It's bled into the sports world. The uh, uh, A lot of like the NBA who was supposed to have the all-star game in Atlanta is talking about, we're not doing it in Georgia anymore, but the NBA is like the most woke major sport in the forefront of a lot of things like that or whatever. So that's no big deal. But uh, something came up today. It was more of a, like a Yahoo news thing or a Google news thing. It wasn't necessarily from a sports entity, but there was the suggestion that the masters should and would and could move out of Augusta, Georgia. Now, you let that bubble in your head for a second. You'll be like, oh, no, they'll still play the Masters because it's a major, but it just won't be at Augusta anymore. I don't even need to. You're looking stuff up right now. You don't even need to or whatever. But ultimately, I that's why I, I felt like Ron Swanson. Where I'm just like, Ooh, that's ridiculous. Like, ultimately, it was built. It was, a, it was an invitational built by Robert Jones. And hmm. it had nothing to do... It, that, that's why I looked at her and said, well, then the Masters is cursed with its zip code and nothing more because that tournament just happens to be there and it can only be there. There will not be a Masters at any other course. That's no. why that one major still for some reason holds, and this will bleed into our next Masters preview, it holds a, a real endearness to me where I want to shit on that major so much for so many reasons, but I can't. I can't mm-hmm. for a single reason whatsoever. And to think... I'm not even going to speculate because that could be another 10 minutes about how, hey, Smitty, if they don't play the Masters at Augusta, where would they play it? That's impossible. What say you? Uh, I would have to say that's a completely ludicrous take. Um, are, do you know who we'd authored three, it? If they move the Masters, we'd have three majors. That's, uh, that, that's no, no, we, that's we, how I make the headline the next we, day. It's like, oh, you want to move the Masters? It's not the Masters anymore. We have no, three majors. We, We'd have four because the players would slide right in there. Oh, you want? There you go again, talking about another subject for another time. And anyways, <laughs> what I'm saying here is yes, the Masters is the Masters. Augusta National makes the Masters. Augusta Nationals is the Masters. Um, and it's not like they're not woke. I mean, they, they went through their like gender issues and their uh, well, racial. I, I, I was about to say like who authored that okay. take? Was it was it Martha Burke? Right, right, right. Yes, yes. And uh, um, and Hootie was the, the president at the time or whatever. And that, yeah, yes. yeah Hootie John, it didn't work out well for him. But I mean, at the same time, golf works at a glacial pace, but it still works. It still works. It just takes a little bit of progression and a couple nudges. There, I mean, there are a couple barriers in golf, but there's only a couple and they're really almost broken down now. I mean, really. So, I mean, that, they, so we're speaking, we're speaking more towards tradition. I'm sorry. That's why I'm saying like, if you don't want to have the Masters in in Augusta, Georgia, it's not going to be the Masters. No, it. I, I this is the first time I've, I've heard You're of twisted, this. Yes, my this my bad. my wheels are turning, and it, the child you the, didn't want just got aborted. Tell me about it. Like the the reason I, I say this is, it, I I think it's true for for many things, and it, it definitely rings true for. Um, you know, the Southern United States is that sometimes, okay, history is history, right? We can't rewrite it. Whatever has happened, has happened. Augusta National is built on history and tradition. Tradition, yeah. It is not 
a place that is maybe proud of some of their history. However, of any golf club or, or even let's call them golf organization in the world, because we, I don't think of them as a, as a golf club. I think of them as a golf organization. They have enough, you know, it usually boils down to money. They have enough power to influence golf in a greater way than almost any other organization, more than the RNA, more than the USGA, more than the PGA, more than the PGA Tour. When it comes to Augusta National, they call the shots. And saying that, they are the ones who created drive, chip, and putt. They are the ones that created the Asian amateur. They are the ones that created the Latino America amateur. They are the ones that created the Augusta Women's National Amateur Championship. They are the forefront. They, they open their borders to, to members of color, they of, of, of um, gender, right? Admitting women as members. Acknowledging that, yeah, like they are well aware that Clifford Roberts was not the most well-liked person in the United States of America. They understand their history and they may not be proud of it, but these are traditions that this golf course, this club, and ultimately the tournament are built on. So there is no masters without Augusta national at the end of the day. I am very proud of the actions that Augusta national is taking. You know, they've created the scholarship program, uh, for the all black college there in the Augusta area. Uh, you know, they're investing who knows how many tens, not millions, tens of million dollars into youth and amateur golf and oh, especially women's more, golf probably. around the world. Um, so, you know, people can always pick out warts, right? You see the most beautiful man or woman in the, in the bar, in the, in wherever you are, you can always pick out a wart, And that's what people love to do, especially about golf, because it's viewed as this hierarchy, this, this, this posh pomp sport. Um, but at the it, end of the it, day, better dress tennis. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you go to Augusta national and they break all those rules. They've got cheap merchandise. They've got cheap food and drink. They've got cheap tickets. Oh, yeah. They, they just want people that love golf to come and support their tournament. And at the end of the day, they they do as much as they can to advance the game. So Kudos to Augusta National. Keep it up, but there will never be a Masters tournament that is not held at Augusta National. End of story. I don't care if what I heard from Jennifer was bogus or not. I'm glad she said it to me. I'm glad I thought of it, and I'm glad I thought of it enough to ask you on the spot because there's no better way to end the show. You encapsulated everything about the Masters. And our next uh, is our next episode going to be the Masters preview. It is going to be the Masters preview. You just, uh, for those people who don't like fat on the steak, we just trimmed a lot off. And uh, we're the fat on the steak is the best part. That's the wart that people look at. It's the best part. I know, I know, I know. I get it. Hey, I get it. I get it. It's, it's, say, say, Pookie, feed me your fat. Anyways, uh, excuse me. We were hoping to have our network director, Ty, on for a little master's preview. That'd be fun. If not, he's just going to get on the show soon, eventually. But, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight, folks. And whenever you're listening to us in your earballs, thank you for sticking around a little extra longer. If you stay this far, 
you know, we'll, we'll uh, you know, send me your your address. I'll send you a rose card, and uh, you know, I'll, t- I'll I'll appreciate you, Smitty. Where can people find you? They'll be finding me on the golf course very soon. Uh, but if not there, at Bomb Squad Matt on the Twitter machine. That's pretty much yeah, golf and Twitter. As I tell a lot of golfers who aren't on Twitter or people who like you know, Twitter is a pretty ugly machine in general. But golf and Twitter still have a kind of good relationship. Still, it used to be great. It's good now. It's not great. It's good. But uh, but that's why we're all here. So oh, excuse me. So I'm Jerry Lou. You can find me at Jerry Lou Looper. I do another podcast called The Loudest Looper, where I bring on caddies and we drink and smoke weed and uh, talk shit. Or it's just me uh, drinking and smoking weed and talking shit by myself. So, you know, it's just caddy talk. But uh, but this is my favorite talk is because this is with my boy Smitty. So it was good chatting with you, homeboy. And uh, Same you know, to you. Uh, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll see you on the links. Where I will be bombing it away. Oh, yeah. Open all bay doors. <laughs>